Uh, we're going to look at one of the Beatitudes today. And just by way of introduction, I believe that the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount itself uh, was part of Jesus' core message that he shared and that he taught as he went from place to place. And here in Matthew 5, Matthew captures it in three chapters, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Uh, Jesus sitting down and teaching the people uh, his core message uh, kind of like his manifesto of what it looked like uh, to follow him and to, to walk in the kingdom of God. And the interesting thing is that uh, this message was not at all what the crowd was expecting the message of the Messiah to be. Uh, in fact, I believe that the crowd was looking for in a Messiah, they were uh, they were looking for someone who would restore the glory days, the good old days of old of King David and Solomon. And yet in Jesus' uh, message, there are no political agendas or aspirations. And there's no promise of material wealth and prosperity. But Jesus talks about a different kind of blessing and prosperity, and that is of our soul. And so we're going to look at the Beatitudes here, and I believe the Beatitudes, he's declaring a blessing uh, over those who follow him. And he's saying, boy, when you do this, you will be blessed. Uh, another way to say is that these are reasons to be happy, and um, it's part of his upside-down kingdom as he declares these blessings over us. So I'm going to take a moment here, read the Beatitudes, and then we'll look at uh, verse 5, blessed are the meek. So follow along with me here on the screen, uh, Matthew 5, starting in verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, we don't often think of meekness as being like this highly sought after compliment or attribute. You know, you, you, you don't long for your friends to come up and slap you on the back and say, man, you're so meek. I love how meek you are. I just don't think about that as like uh, something that I am longing for, or desiring to be. You know, for a young people, young people, you know, maybe you have your list of what you're looking for in a future husband or wife, and you've got all these things that you're looking for. And I, I bet that meekness is not on your list. Man, I just want a husband who is meek. I want a wife who is so meek. It, it often doesn't make our lists. Uh, as we put together a job resume and we go out and looking for employment somewhere, we don't like sell ourselves to a future employer. It's like, you really want to hire me because I am so meek. We, we just don't think about that as a positive thing. Even as we reflect on our lives and as I think about how would I like to be remembered at the end of my life and perhaps on my tombstone, you know, here is Luke, the meekest of his family. I just don't even think about that as being an option. You know, often we think of meek as weak. We think of being meek as being uh, weak or docile or being a pushover. We think of uh, maybe a picture of, of a kid who gets bullied at school and does everybody's homework and yet he kind of takes it. Uh, but that's not really what meekness is like. 
And today we want to look at what is meekness because the implication of meekness is huge. I believe it touches every area and every relationship of our lives. And meekness is all about our strength, actually. It's about our strength and uh, what we do with it. And so that's what we're going to talk about. I believe that meekness is the difference between saying I'm a Christian and being someone who actually follows Jesus. Meekness is the difference between hearing the words of Jesus and actually going out and putting those words into practice and living a life of faithfulness and obedience. Meekness is all about surrender and coming to God and saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. Not my ways, but your ways. Lord, your word takes precedence over my desires and over my selfish, uh, my selfish ways. Meekness affects every part of our life when we really understand that it's all about our strength and what we do with it. And so Jesus said, blessed are the meek. You're blessed when you are meek. You'll inherit the earth. And maybe another way we can picture Jesus addressing the crowd is saying something like this. Hey, everybody, you are strong, powerful people. You, you are a strong, powerful person. You have a free will. You can make choices. You know what, though? You are blessed when you choose to bring your strength to Jesus and to submit to him and to allow him to be Lord of your lives. That's when you're really blessed. See, this world uh, tells us that we need to use our strength to get ahead. We need to use our strength, even if you got to push other people down, uh, blow things up, you know, do whatever it takes to get ahead. We, we're told our, to use our strength to bless ourselves. Use our strength to gain uh, possessions and money and influence and power. Jesus says, I've got a better thing for you. When you give your strength to me, I will give you a blessing that's far greater than anything that this world has to offer. I'll give you real treasure in heaven. Well, in the scriptures, we see some things about meekness. And we're going to actually read uh, some King James Version uh, scriptures because we don't even use the word meek in a lot of our modern Bible translations. So we're going to read some scriptures here and see some things about meekness. Number one, meekness is to be pursued. It's something we're to go after, pursue meekness. 1 Timothy 6.11, Paul tells Timothy, But thou, man of God, flee these things, flee, flee uh, the love of money and worldliness, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. And he says, follow after meekness. Pursue it. Don't let it out of your sight. Follow after it. Sometimes you got to fight the good fight for it because it's not natural. It's not how most of us are wired to be meek. Um, and we'll see what that means in a little bit, but it's something to be pursued. Uh, number two, meekness is to be put on. It's something that we put on. Uh, Colossians 3.12 says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering." We put on meekness. It's visible. It's something that is almost tangible about our lives. It's like you can see this shirt that I've put on. We put on meekness and it becomes a part of our character and it becomes a reflection of who we are and who God is 
in us. Meekness is something that we put on. Number three, meekness is to be walked out. Uh, Paul tells us in Ephesians 4, Therefore, the prison, as a prisoner of the Lord, I beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye were called, with all lowliness and meekness, with longsuffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And Paul is talking here about walk this out. Let's walk your daily, everyday, ordinary life. Walk it out in meekness uh, because it gives the world a picture of who Jesus is in you. It, meekness is a part of the, the image of God in our lives. Uh, it's when we're walking in meekness, it's a part of walking in a way worthy of the gospel. And so we need to walk it out. Number four, meekness is a fruit of the Spirit of God in us. And so we read about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5. He says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. It's a fruit of having God in our lives. It's this willing cooperation of us walking with the Holy Spirit. And as we do that, fruit is produced in us. Uh, He doesn't force the fruit out of us, and we can't force the fruit on our own. There's this willing cooperation of walking with God, and when we do, fruit is produced in us. And one of those fruits is meekness. Meekness is really strength under control. Strength under control. You know, living a meek life has everything to do with living out uh, the great commandments Uh, that that Jesus tells us about. He said, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength, and all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Loving the Lord your God with all of your strength. That's meekness. Meekness is all about how we love God with all of our strength, not just our physical power and our muscles and, oh yeah, I've got a lot of strength to love God with, but it's even more than that. It's our influence or our control. It's our words and persuasion and the ability to motivate people. Uh, Even our strength can be our beauty and the body that God has given us. And we're supposed to love God even with our, our beauty about us. Loving God with our strength involves even our connections and opportunities that we have. It's our passion, our talent, our personality, um, all of those things. That's all part of loving God with all of our strength, not just physical strength, but it's our influence. And it's, it's the power of who we are. Meekness is all about bringing that under control and loving God with all of that. So what does it look like to be meek? How do we become meek people? I just have four things that I want to suggest uh, for meekness. Number one, it, looking, becoming meek is all about surrender. It's surrendering uh, over our own selfish ambition. It's laying down our lives. And you think about a military battle. Uh, the, the one who surrenders is the lesser power, and they surrender to the greater power. And for us to be meek is to recognize that God is the greater power in my life. That God really is, uh, as they say in Alcoholics Anonymous, he is the, my higher power. Uh, God is greater. 
And because he is, I'm going to stop resisting him. I'm going to stop fighting against him. I'm going to surrender to him. Jesus, you are Lord. And I surrender to you. You know, this world says, push, get your way, assert your will, do everything you can to get on top. We celebrate people who have made it big and we ignore the trail of destruction that got them there. But Jesus says, surrender. The world says, push. Jesus says, surrender. My strength is not my own. My life is not my own. My pursuit, my ambition, uh, my dreams, all of that stuff, it's not my own. It's not my own. I surrender it to Christ as Lord. He is my higher power. My words, my influence, everything about me, everything about the strength of who I am, I surrender to the Lord. You know, as a family, we, we like to go on vacations in the United States. We would call it going out west uh, to some of the western states. And along the way, we go through a state called North Dakota. It's kind of on the top, uh, right before Montana. And there is a national park there that we like to go to. It's called Theodore Roosevelt National Park. And at Theodore Roosevelt National Park, one of the things we love to see at the park is you're, you're driving along these windy roads, there's hills and valleys, and, and all of a sudden you come around a corner and there before you is just wild horses. And there is something beautiful about wild horses. And I have four girls and my wife and me, and there's these wild horses and it's like we are stuck there for hours. Like I cannot get the car to go forward because they're like, don't go. I just want to see these wild horses a little bit longer. And there is something majestic about wild horses. And you see the stallion there with all his, uh, his mares and all the other horses around. You can kind of see who the, the lead stallion is, who's leading that group of horses. And it's majestic. It's beautiful. Uh, but the thing about that wild stallion is he's only living for his own glory. He's only living for his own glory, uh, his, his personal freedom, and then his herd or f- those who are with him, his mares. And, and he's living for his own glory. But something interesting about horses is how you could take that wild stallion and bring him into a corral. And there's a process for training horses. And I by no means am a horse trainer. Uh, but I know that there's a process for taking a wild, majestic, beautiful horse and training it and bringing it into a place of surrender. And so they bring the horse into the corral and they they get a rope around its neck and they lead it in circles. And and slowly but surely, they bring this horse to a place of surrender and soon there's a blanket on its back. And then the horse begins to trust the trainer and then there's a saddle on its back. And by the time uh, it's all said and done, the horse is saddled up with the the bit in the mouth and the stirrups and reins and the whole thing. And all of a sudden, a rider can get on the horse. And the beautiful thing about a, a wild horse who has surrendered is now the horse gives its strength to another. That's a beautiful picture of us giving our strength to the Lord. That's what surrender is. We're not, we're not ceasing to be powerful, strong people. We're just giving our strength to another. We're surrendering it to the Lord. We're saying, God, you call the shots. How am I supposed to use my strength today as I serve you? 
You know, last summer we went down to the mountains in Tennessee and I took my family horseback riding. And there were all these big, beautiful, powerful horses. And then my, my little 11-year-old daughter at the time, Maya, she gets on the horse. And this is a big, powerful animal. It's taking us up and down mountains. And yet Maya is able to lead the horse. She can pull on the reins. She can give it a little kick, even voice commands, and the horse responds. The horse has given its strength to my daughter. And now we're able to, as a family, travel for miles through the mountains and to see nature and to, to really just have a, a wonderful experience because the horse surrendered and gave its strength to another. And I, I really, I, I, I re that really gripped me as I was studying meekness, this whole idea of giving our strength to another. What a powerful idea. You know, we give our strength to God first and foremost. Meekness is surrendering and giving our strength to God. And then also, we'll look in a little bit about how meekness is giving my strength to others as well, and how God will lead us to give our strength away. And we don't cease to be strong, powerful people. We're just giving it away. That's meekness. We're bringing it under control, bringing it to God and saying, God, I'm a, I'm a strong, powerful person. And, and, and it, in the past, I've used it for my own glory and I've tried to use it to, to get ahead and get my own treasure and my own blessings. But now I want to bring my strength to you and surrender it to you and to allow you to lead me. And that brings me to my second point. What does it look like to be meek? It means to be in submission. And submission is where we learn to trust the one that we've given our strength to. We learn to trust the Lord. And it has a lot to do with obedience even. And just saying, not my will, but your will be done. We come under his reign. You know, it's like he puts the bit in our mouth and the, the reins on us. And sometimes he has to give us a little kick and say, get on with it. Uh, but we come under submission and obedience to our master. We say, I'm going to follow your word over my ways. I'm going to listen to your voice over my own thoughts and ideas and, and desires. It's submitting to him, trusting him. You know, a horse is a powerful animal. With the horse, you can plow a field. You can pull carriages. You can, uh, a bunch of cowboys can get on their horses and do a good old roundup and gather all the cattle and bring them in. Uh, horses... Uh, run races and you see the power on display when they run the races with just a little uh, rider on the back. Um, and even uh, we see war horses carrying men and women into battle and doing battle. And in all of these, the horse is submitted and it's using its strength for another. It's adopting this mindset that says, my life is not my own. I'm going to submit to God. I'm going to obey his word. I'm going to live for his kingdom and his will in my life, not my own. Submit to God. That is meekness. You know, Jesus tells us in Matthew 11, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. And you know, often when we try to use our strength for ourselves, it leads to us becoming weary and burdened. And Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. He says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I'm gentle, meek, and I'm humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. 
Take my yoke upon you. Take, take my ways. Take my will. Take, take my words. Take, take all of my teachings. Apply them to your life. That's taking his yoke upon us. It's like two horses being yoked together to plow a field. We become yoked with Christ. And when we walk with him, it actually becomes easier. And he says, you're actually, your burden's going to become lighter. And you're going to find rest for your souls. Follow me. Be like me. I am meek. Jesus tells us that he's meek, and we should follow him. What a great promise for what it looks like. When we actually submit to him, our burdens become lighter, and, our, and we find that it's actually easier, and we find rest for our souls. So, uh, what does it look like to be meek? It looks like surrender. It looks like submission. Number three, it looks like serving. And this is where we begin to use our strength and to give it to others and to offer our strength to others. And we ask ourselves the question, how can I give my strength away? Like the horse who carries a young rider over the mountains, how can I give my strength away to others? How can I live with the new mindset that it's not all about what I deserve and what I can get, but what can I give away? And how can I give myself? That's a meek mindset. You know, how can I use my influence to benefit others? You know, I'm a pastor, and often uh, one of the things I can give away is influence. And I love to help people, you know, find employment. You know, someone will tell me, hey, I'm looking for uh, workers at my place of employment. And then I run across other people who are looking for a job. I can use my strength and my influence to make those connections and to get people connected uh, with employment. I'm often writing letters of recommendation for this and that and the other thing. Lots of letters of recommendation. Um, and you know what? I'm glad to do it because it's a way that I can use my strength to serve other people. And one of my favorite uh, letters of recommendation is when I uh, help those who are in our church actually become legal U.S. citizens. And what a joy that's been to help them walk through a process of getting their citizenship status and being a voice for them and being uh, somebody who will go to bat for them. Uh, really cool. So how can I give my strength away to my neighbor, uh, to my family, Boy, we got to start there. We got to start by giving our strength away at home to our wife and our children and uh, to our family members. That's where we start by giving our strength away. How do I give my strength away at work? And instead of complaining about how I don't like my job, show up with a new mindset that says, how can I serve in this job and in this workplace? How can I give myself to other people? How can I give my strength away at church? or in the school, or in the community? How can I serve? Because when I serve, I become like Christ. Jesus uh, called the 12 to him and said, anyone who wants to be first must be the very last and the servant of all. If you really want to get ahead, it starts by giving yourself away, by serving others. See, Jesus didn't come to be served, but he came to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for others. When we serve, we become like Jesus. And that's what meekness is about. It's about giving our strength away. One more thing about meekness that I want to look at, and that's sacrifice. You see, sometimes we use our strength to harm. We use our strength in ways that are negative and that bring hurt uh, to other people. And Jesus calls us, to be under his control, not to be 
out of control. And I just want to say to you that you do not have to live an out of control life. And you do not have to be an out of control person. And I understand. I have my moments where I'm out of control. When I get angry and I want to punch something, I want to say things that I I shouldn't be saying, uh, even to people that I should never say them to. I understand what it feels like to have emotions bubble up where I feel out of control. And there are times when it feels like we are out of control. But I believe that part of meekness is allowing our emotions and and those deep inner things in us to come under God's control. And that's a real process. We have to really surrender and sacrifice. we got to be living sacrifices before the Lord. And whenever that happens, we have to humble ourselves and admit it and own it and say, God, I was out of control, but I want to be under your control. I repent change my heart, change my my inner working. And I believe that he'll do that. The Holy Spirit, we already read, the Holy Spirit produces meekness in us. It is possible when we cooperate and when we're honest and we invite the Holy Spirit to work. And so maybe a question to ask yourself today is how can I withhold my strength? Uh, You know, in what ways am I using strength Uh, to harm other people, to pull other people down? What ways is my strength having a negative effect on people around me or even on myself? And so we need to learn how to bring our strength under God's control. Maybe uh, you're in an argument or you're having a disagreement with your spouse or with somebody else. How about instead of getting defensive, we bring that strength under control and we listen and we respond. Uh, How about if somebody really hurts your feelings or they do something bad towards you? How about instead of being vengeful and going out looking for revenge, how about we forgive them and we let it go? That's bringing our strength under control. How about instead of manipulating and trying to get our way and trying to uh, get people to do what we want them to do, how about yielding? How about letting them make the choice and letting them uh, have a say in the matter? Sometimes we need to yield and let other people be uh, powerful in the relationship. How about instead of demanding our own way, we become understanding. And, And most importantly, instead of becoming violent or abusive, we really press in and ask God to bring us under his control and to produce meekness and gentleness and good fruit in those areas of our life. We can become meek people under control. You know, Jesus was our ultimate example of meekness. He was our ultimate example of meekness. Jesus was God in the flesh. And when he came, he demonstrated his power. He he did amazing miracles, opening blind eyes, raising up the lame, you know, commanding demons out of people. He healed the dead. Or he brought the dead back to life. Like Jesus was a powerful person. We see Jesus turning water into wine, and then we see Jesus walking on water. He tells the wind and waves, quiet, be still. Jesus was a powerful person, and yet uh, we see here a picture of Jesus in Isaiah 53 of meek, meekness in Jesus. It says that he was oppressed and afflicted, Yet he did not open his mouth. 
He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. And of course, uh, you're watching this message right after we celebrate Easter. And we know the story how Jesus did not resist evil people, uh, but he was beaten, he was mocked, he was abused, and he was murdered. And he went to the cross and he offered his strength in our place. And he died as a ransom for our sin. His meekness is the means of our salvation. Jesus shows us what meekness really is. And it's because of his meekness that I can confess my sins and I can call out, Lord, I am a sinner. Save me from my sin. And I can be forgiven. And I can look and live with the hope and anticipation of eternal life with God in heaven. And I can live now with joy and with peace in my heart, knowing that my relationship with God is restored. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for my sin and the separation it caused between me and God. Jesus brought reconciliation between us and the Father through his meekness. And because he was meek, we can be saved. And we can live powerful lives, but we bring our strength to him. And we surrender to him, say, Jesus, you are now Lord of my life. I'm going to live for you, Jesus. I'm going to submit to your word and your ways. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to obey you, even when it doesn't make sense. And even when it's not comfortable or easy, I'm going to submit to you and I'm going to follow you. Jesus, I'm going to offer my strength to other people. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to give myself away as a servant of God. And Jesus, I'm going to sacrifice. When I, instead of giving into my flesh and just saying I couldn't help myself, I'm going to live a sacrificial life that just says, not, my, not, not today. Not today, anger. Not today, self-righteousness. Not today... Uh, you know, what, what is that thing uh, in you where your strength causes harm and negative effects around you? Say, I'm going to choose to live under your control. The meek inherit the earth. See, when we give our strength to God, he has a promise for us. He says, I'm going to watch out for you. I will take care of you. You can trust that. It's going to be okay. It's okay to give your strength to me you'll inherit the earth. The meek develop inner strength in the Lord rather than assert their outer strength. How can being meek change your life? How can being meek change your marriage? How can it change your relationship with your kids? Or, or maybe you're, you're, you're a kid and you're watching this. How can being meek change your relationship with your parents? How can it change your friendships? Or your attitude as you go to work in the daily grind? How can it change uh, your role in the community? And how can it change your calling? Because blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Let's pray. God, we need your help. We want to be meek people. I want to be a meek person. And, and I pray for those uh, who are joining with me today at Breathe New Life Church. Lord, give us just a greater revelation and understanding of meekness. Help us to apply it to our lives. 
uh, that we might be meek people, understanding that it's really important to love you with all of our strength. And we want to bring our strength to you and we want to surrender and submit to you. We want to serve others and we want to live the sacrificial life that you've called us to live. Lord, we, uh, we want to be uh, meek because we know that it comes with the promise that we'll be blessed. We'll be happy. Things will go better as we're meek, as we offer our strength to you. So Lord, help us. Help us to be meek people. And Lord, even above that, thank you for showing us what meekness looks like. Jesus, thank you for the meekness you demonstrated when you went to the cross and when you died for the sins of the world, when you died for my sins. Lord, I am just ever grateful that you were meek and you gave your strength away for me so that I could be saved, so that I could have my relationship with God restored, that I could live with hope and purpose, that I can have peace in my heart, that, that I can live a new life. And Lord, thank you for that. And Lord, I just pray that you would help us to live a meek life in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as I just close here, let me just encourage you, maybe take a moment um, take a moment and just write down, you know, what is one way that I can be meek today or this week? What is one way that God has spoken to me today about meekness? And how can I apply that uh, in my life right here, right now? God bless you. Thanks for inviting me into your homes and into your church. And uh, I look forward to the day when I can come and be with you in person. And we just pray God's blessing on you. And uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you.